you're working out with your friend when you begin to tell her about a very emotional situation that's unfolding for you at work. When you're done spieling everything, you ask her about her opinion and she meets you with a really short, cold response. You find yourself wondering, is she mad at me? Did I upset her? Is she bothered by something else? And as you sit with some of those thoughts, you realize that while at the beginning of your friendship, she was very open and emotional, that lately she seemed a little standoffish and closed off. You wonder what the cause is for the shift. In this week's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, I'm walking you through three big reasons there might be a lack of emotional safety in your friendship, because this could be the cause behind why so many women feel like they have to measure their words and are unable to show up as their authentic selves. And so I'll walk you through what those three reasons are. And for those of you who are members of the Friend Forward Library, which you can join anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com slash library, I'm including two additional reasons for a lack of emotional safety. And this will also include one original script of what you can say if you want to inspire more emotional safety in your platonic relationships with other women. So if that is something you're ready to explore, then let's get started. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. So let's talk about emotional safety in the context of friendship. Now, the reason emotional safety is so important is because one, it is necessary before you enter into healthy conflict. I know for some of us right now, that sounds counterintuitive, like, wait, why would I want to go into conflict? And lucky for you, I'll be writing an entire book on this, Fighting for Our Friendships in 2024 in a bookstore near you. But We want to be okay with entering into healthy conflict, meaning if you and I have tension or there's something that you did that kind of didn't sit right, whatever it is, I should feel that there's enough emotional safety in our friendship that I can bring it up. But sometimes, and I'm about to list off for you the the reasons of why it's absent oftentimes, but sometimes it's not there and it has a, a ripple effect. Because I don't feel safe here, I'm not going to tell her that she upset me or I'm going to um, kind of suppress my real feelings or I'm going to be passive aggressive or I'm going to um, avoid her calls and texts, right? All because I don't feel safe enough to say what I want to say. The the next reason that emotional safety and friendship is so important is because you want to be able to be yourself. I mean, at the risk of oversimplifying it, if I can't relax into being myself, I'm constantly going to find that I am... Um, I am performing. I feel like I'm on with you. I I can't relax authentically because I don't feel safe to do so. And then finally, you want to feel secure in the friendship overall. So I don't want to be questioning if if I say this or I do this thing, are you going to begin to withdraw either emotionally or physically? Are you going to um retaliate in some way? Am I constantly questioning my my status with you or my Uh, position with you. Let's say I go from one of your closest friends to not so much a close friend because I said something that rubbed you the wrong way. So is there security in our friendship? And all of this can be satisfied by nurturing an environment that offers emotional safety. Unfortunately, there are a couple things that we do that make this not possible. 
Here's the first. We don't manage the frequency with which we verbalize our disapproval of her choices. This is a long way of saying we're judgy. <laughs> and the reason I, I say it the long way first is because we have um, a natural reflex, I've noticed, to certain words because we see them all the time. So if I said, oh, don't be judgmental, most of us would be like, oh, my God, of course. No, 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 I'm not judgy at all. Okay, but if I say to you, how often are you verbalizing the fact that you disapprove of her choices, that you don't agree with the choices she's making? Then we're like, oh, I mean, I mean, you know, sometimes, right? So sometimes just repackaging it helps us to, to rethink it. So the consequences here of doing that is I'm going to create an environment where my friend doesn't feel totally comfortable sharing with me or she is now measuring her words and calculating, you know, what she wants to tell me, what she wants to withhold. And she feels like she has to filter herself because she doesn't know if when she offers something up, I'm going to say, oh, really, girl, you really did that. Or while wow, you like that or while wow, you went there or gosh, I just, I don't get that. I could never do that. I mean, statements like that. And for most of us, we don't even say them in a uh, mean girl way. Like, oh gosh, you did that. It's often lovingly and we're, uh, the motivation is to, you know, change her mind about something or to discourage her from doing something. It's rooted in, in positive intentions. But how often do you feel the need to say out loud, oh, I don't know, I disagree with that. Or I can't believe you did that. I'm willing to bet that more than half of the time, it's not even necessary. It's not even necessary. You could feel it all day, right? But it's not even necessary sometimes to let her know we disapprove. So let's say it's about a new job that she's taking that you feel like is a downgrade in some way or a parenting decision. Now that I have two little ones, I see that a lot where some of my friends do things and I'm like, oh, and my brain thinks, oh, I, I, I heard that that's not the best way to breastfeed or gosh, she lets her kid play with this or watch this much screen time. I mean, we do it all the time. But the, the question is, how often am I saying that? How much does my uh, disapproval dictate how I engage with her? Those are things to consider. Let's say she's dating a guy that you don't approve of. Um, I've had a couple women bring this to me as a as a coaching uh, dilemma. Like they're having a session because they just can't take it anymore. And they feel it impacting their friendship. The fact that they don't approve of their friend's romantic choices. So as an example, you know, one hack, I, I say hack because that's popular, but you can't stack up a bunch of hacks and think your friendship's going to be better. You know that. You've been listening to the podcast for a while. You know that, okay? But one quick fix, let me say that. Um, one mindset shift. If you do have a friend who is dating somebody or making a choice and you don't approve of, find the part about the situation that you do support and amplify that. If you follow me on TikTok at The Friendship Expert, I just made a quick video on this. But let's say, this is the example I, I commonly use. Let's say, you know, the guy she's with is a total loser. He's just, he's just not, he, you're not a fan, okay? And she tells you that she's going away with him for the weekend. Now, I might want to say, wow, that broke bum can afford to take you on a trip, okay? <laughs> but instead I say, oh, you know what? Well, you've been killing it at work and, and putting in so many hours. You deserve a getaway. Like, you deserve this. I hope you have fun. Okay, because I don't support who she's going with, but I do support my girl getting the break that she needs. So that way I am expressing how I feel um, or excuse me, I'm, I'm expressing support without being inauthentic to how I feel. 
So when you are trying to figure out, do I tell her I disapprove or not? One, is she in any immediate danger? Two, ask yourself, did she ask? Did she say, what do you think about this? Right? Three, you might want to consider the impact it has on you or her or the overall friendship. A lot of times it doesn't affect any of those things. Right? So we have to figure out, okay, how often am I saying out loud, oh, I disagree with that or ah, I don't I don't see things that way when it wasn't totally necessary to the conversation. Because if you do it often, you might unintentionally be um, impacting the amount of emotional safety in your friendship. The next reason that we sometimes don't experience emotional safety in our friendships is because we boast about our ability to cut people off. This either super applies to you or it doesn't. I'll tell you what, right now, if you're an Enneagram 8 and you have uh, the attachment style where you are you know, quick to leave when things get emotional or people get really invested, you want to bounce, okay? If that's you, and I'll stop there because I know people obsess about like personality tests and all the things. If that's you right there, this is you all day, okay? Where you make it known that, man, if somebody crosses me, like we're done, like, we're done. I don't have time for that. I'll drop you so fast. How many of you, like, have you said that? Have you said that? Be honest. Here's the thing. That might be true. And, and the subtext I hear in that, uh, that those kinds of phrases and declarations is I don't tolerate silliness and I'm not going to stand for being taken advantage of. I know that's what you mean to communicate. But for the person who is often verbalizing and sometimes boasting about their ability to cut people off with a quickness, let me tell you right now, I don't know if for some people that is a um, defense mechanism. I don't know if we're trying to use that as an indirect way of letting the person we're talking to know they better not cross us. I don't know if we're trying to communicate a sense of strength. But if you do that all the time... All you're doing to the friend or the audience who's listening is signaling your ability to let them go with ease. And I don't necessarily know that that's a flex. So if you're constantly telling your friends that you are willing to cut people off or you're announcing how many people you've cut off or how often, one, I think you need to look at that. I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach. I'm going to stay in my lane. I say that all the time. So I think you should explore that if it's something you're proud of and you do often. As a matter of fact, I just read a brand new research study about people who have a lot of um, severed connections. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put that link in the library, the Friend Ford Library. Let's do that <laughs> because I know some of you are already members and that's at betterfemalefriendships.com slash library. That's where I put certain resources or things I feel like I can't totally say in the podcast or for those of you who just want more. I know these episodes are short, so I'm going to drop the link to that study there and you make of that what you will. Okay, people who are often cutting people off. For now, I'll just say it might be one of the reasons a person doesn't feel safe with you, a friend, telling you how she feels about things or pushing back on something that you said or challenging you or standing up for herself. She doesn't feel safe because you've already let her know that if she commits any kind of offense, you're done with her. Again, unintentional consequences of the things that we feel like we have to say often in our friendships. And one final reason that you might be unintentionally creating a space in your friendship that is not emotionally safe is if you are often unintentionally trying to manage her feelings. Okay, this is another one of those 
uh, quote unquote violations that we commit sometimes in our female friendships that had the best of intentions and we're not even aware we're doing it. So for example, if she's sad and I'm telling her, girl, do not, don't cry over him. You know what? Let's go out and you need to meet a new guy. That's what you need. But she's sad, right? And I'm telling her, don't be sad. Are you serious? Why are you sad over him? Again, I've said it. I have said that thinking I'm being helpful or trying to kind of expedite her grieving process, right? But I'm I'm not letting her feel what she feels. Okay, I know for some of you with a tough shell, you're like, oh my God, all this feelings talk. I get it. Okay, you know, if she's excited, let's say she tells me about um, a new job or a new insert excited announcement here. And she's like on top of the world as she tells me. And I go into telling her things like, I mean, did you consider this? And are you sure about that? And if I don't meet her excitement, I'm telling her instead, you should be being cautious. How are you excited? Like, have you considered these things? All of that might be true. And this is where it gets into, you know, it's a matter of timing. Sometimes things are the right thing to say is just the wrong time. So it's not going to be received well. But if I don't meet her excitement and instead I, I send a message that's saying you should be cautious, not excited, I'm managing her emotions. Again, did I just send her a message moving forward that's like, man, I can't even be excited with her because she is going to bring me down. Am I unintentionally managing her emotions? If she's grieving, am I making statements that kind of convey that she needs to kind of be over it already? Um, I'll never forget one time I was going through a breakup and... uh, it was really painful. It was really painful. And I was sad for a lot longer than I expected to be sad. Okay. Of course, in the next relationship, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a total savage. And that was not healthy either. But in the first one, I was devastated. Okay. I was devastated. And I'll never forget talking to a friend. And I started talking about a, a memory that had popped into my head, some kind of intrusive thought about the ex. And and I watched her face drop. And then she kind of rolled her eyes and was like, I mean... I'm just saying, like, we're not over that already. And I know what she meant. And looking back, yes, it was a long time. Like, I had not started making uh, steps toward moving forward. And it was, it, was, it was a bit long. But, it, but something happened inside of me toward that friend. I don't know that I treated her differently, but a switch went off because I had received a message that my grief was making her uncomfortable or that I was doing it wrong. And from that point forward, I made a mental note to not share it with her or to share anything for that matter that might annoy her. Uh, so something to consider. And again, explore why we do that. Is it because for that very reason, our friend's feelings make us feel uncomfortable and it feels really awkward to sit in that space with her? So if she's sad, we don't want to be sad. It's like it's contagious, so we push her to move on. If she's grieving, we feel awkward having been in this space for so long, so we push her to be happy. If she's excited, we think it's naive that she's being really excited and we can't sit in that, so we need to let her know to be cautious and be more mindful. But in doing these things, do we unintentionally create a space where they don't feel safe to show up as their full selves? Now, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. According to various research studies, women are especially gifted 
with reading micro expressions and tuning into subtext. And that accounts for us having that sixth sense, that women's intuition that people often talk about. Um, I want you to lean into that, to, to pay special attention to your friend's response after you do any of the uh, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, infractions, right, uh, that we talked about before. So if she's expressing to you how she feels and you say something in an attempt to comfort her, pay special attention to shifts in her face or body language to let you know that maybe you went too far or maybe that was the wrong thing to say or maybe she tensed up, right? Whenever you notice those tensions or her changing the subject or her being dismissive of what she just said, like, well, you know what, we could talk about something else. Is it possible that you said something that unintentionally made her feel like she can't go further, she can't say more, that she needs to dilute uh, the intensity of what she's going to say and explore in what ways might you be contributing to that. Now, again, a lot of this is, is our personal stuff. There's things that she might be dealing with. You are not her savior, her healer, her therapist. However, we just, we're just looking at the ways in which we might be in a very minor fashion contributing to our friend not feeling totally comfortable and relaxed. Until then, I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.